Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Take my words and speak through them. Take our ears and hear through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you, our Lord and our Redeemer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. The road to Emmaus, St. George, and Worth Clinkscales. The commonality, love of God, our Savior Jesus Christ, through faith. What does the story of Jesus walking with the two men tell us? Well, before I get into that, I want to take a 40,000-foot look at God's creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the sun and the moon and the stars. He created the waters and all the lands. He created all living creatures. He created within us wisdom. He created all. As time went on, God provided wise men, prophets to teach about God. Like Moses, leaders who stick stick up for their people. Abraham, leaders who embrace the unknown. Isaac, leaders with faith and obedience. Jacob, pragmatic leaders who are good at encouraging and motivating. And great leaders like Noah, leaders who, who do what's right even if they are alone. Joseph, leaders who endure in spite of circumstances. Joshua, leaders who rule by example rather than command. David, leaders who are not afraid of giants. Isaiah, leaders who rise to the occasion. Daniel, leaders who maintain their resolve without regard for consequences. John the Baptist, leaders who aren't afraid to call out phonies. Peter, leaders who recover from failure. And Paul, leaders who are passionate in what they believe in. But we didn't get it. I can see God, like most fathers, being frustrated with their children, in this case with humanity. God wiped out all humanity once in a flood, all except for Noah and his family, and it still didn't work. So I can hear him saying, if I need it done right, I'll just do it myself. So he sent Jesus, his only son, our leader, who is a servant. Jesus comes to teach humanity about God, God's love for us and God's love he wishes for us to share with one another. Thirty years pass. John the Baptist has told and prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. Then Jesus is with us for three years, teaching and doing miracles, healing, and sharing God's love. Jesus gathers unlikely men to be his sidekicks, to share with them all about God, to be the future leaders in God's quest to bring his kingdom to all the peoples of the earth. He teaches both his disciples and all that gather. He heals the sick, gives sight to the blind. He raises his friend Lazarus from the dead. But then... He's condemned by his people, sentenced to death, 
tortured, crucified, and dies on the cross. He dies on the cross for the redemption of man's sins, our sins, you and me, so that we may have eternal life. But on the third day, as was written, he overcame death and rises, is with his disciples for a short time, and then ascends to heaven. So now, here we are on the road to Emmaus. When we were in the Holy Land, I really wanted to walk the road to Emmaus. But it was about six or seven hours to walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus through the mountains of Judea. So it didn't happen. But I did get Badir, our guide, to take us to a place so we were able to stand on a small piece of the Emmaus Road. The experience of the two men upon the road to Emmaus was powerful. Not only does it serve as one of many post-resurrection appearances of Jesus, but it shows how we can look to Scripture to see how God's plan has unfolded. Jesus in the story reminds me of the TV show Undercover Boss, not wanting these men to know who he is but wanting to find out what everybody is believing after his death and resurrection. This is a beautiful story about these two men who are distraught over the death of Jesus. Jesus comes alongside them and listens to their conversation, but these men don't know who Jesus is. But they find himself in deep conversation with the teacher himself, only they don't realize it is him. This lack of resignation isn't their fault. Scripture tells us they were kept from recognizing him. When Jesus asked what they're discussing, the men explained the version of the past day's events as well as their disappointment over their hopes, which are seemingly unfulfilled, and confusion about what the women had seen at the tomb. Jesus expresses gentle rebuke telling the men how foolish you are and how slow to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then Jesus proceeds to explain the Old Testament story from Moses to the prophets and how they are all fully and completely point to the Christ. Even though these men still do not realize they are speaking with Jesus, but they eagerly welcome him to uh, this conversation. And when, when they get to Emmaus, they invite their mystery companion to stay with them instead of continuing on his journey. And Jesus agrees. Finally at the table, when Jesus gives thanks and breaks the bread with them, they recognize him. Immediately, Jesus disappears. And then, when they finally realize who they've been talking to the entire time, they rush to tell the disciples the good news. The Lord is risen. Alleluia, alleluia. The road to Emmaus is a powerful story, one filled with lessons about discernment, hope, and the truth of the Old Testament prophecies. So what is the significance of the road to Emmaus, and how does this understanding help us in our faith journey today. Jesus does not reveal himself to the men while they're on the road. Instead, he waits until they have arrived at their destination and are relaxed, preparing to enjoy a meal before he allows the men's eyes to be opened 
Many scholars believe this parallels the discernment process for many of us. Sometimes when we cannot understand something, we gather information. Then it must settle within our hearts. Only when we have fully digested what we've learned, allowed it to sink in, does the truth come out. The men do not seem extraordinarily surprised when they finally realize it is Jesus the whole time. And they, as they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked to us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? It took a little time for their hearts and their heads to catch up with each other. But when they finally did, they knew the truth completely. Scholars believe the fact that Jesus chose to reveal himself at the dinner table also says a great deal. First, there's something relaxing about the fellowship at the table. At the dinner table, people are calm, unhurried, there to fill their bellies and rest after a hard day's work. It's a place of intimacy and friendship, a place where relationships are strengthened. Perhaps this is a metaphor for the church and the sort of evangelism Jesus knew would spread best, rooted in relationships, person to person. Second, the table's a regular place, a fixture in daily life. Perhaps this represents the way Jesus wants people to know him on a basic, core, everyday level, practical and authentic, not fancy or fussy or only for a certain class or rank. The men in the story are not named at all until midway through the story, and then only one of them is identified, Cleopas. But they are not likely important men. They are not any of the disciples, not special in any significant or apparent way. At this point, the only other people who have had a supernatural encounter were women who found the tomb empty save for the two angels, and at that time in history, women were low in status. That these seemingly unimportant women received a revelation, followed by these seemingly two unimportant men, perhaps signifies the universality of the resurrection message. That is, the message of Jesus is for all people, not just the rich, the Jew, or the special. Jesus was born to a humble woman in humble circumstances. His life was spent in suffering, wandering, and hatred as he traveled from place to place until finally he was arrested, beaten, tortured, nailed to a cross, and left to die a terrible, gruesome death. And yet through him, all salvation, we all receive salvation beggars and kings alike. The experience of the two men and their encounter with Jesus upon the road to Emmaus is powerful. Not only does it serve as one of the many post-resurrection appearances of Jesus, but it shows us all how to look at Scripture, particularly the Old Testament prophecies, to see how God's plan has unfolded. It also serves as a model for us in our own discipleship, Jesus opened the eyes of these men, steered them to the full truth that is contained in God's holy word, the Bible, and ultimately revealed himself to them 
as the resurrected Savior. That is exactly what we are to do in our faith journey. As Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you.